Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio. I don't even know what episode this is. This is episode 33. 33. The Big Tree Tree Season 32. I don't know. All right, Rob, you win. You win, Rob. I'm going to stop doing that. You just don't want to look it up. That's your problem. No, exactly. So I'm your host, Chopper. I'm Brian. And I'm Rob. And today we have non-biting cold weather outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, Traffic is moving at a brisk pace. And uh, I guess that's about it. Anyone else? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it is more a bit more melty here uh, yeah. after being pretty pretty well frozen for the last couple of days. Yeah, we're supposed pretty to get warm tomorrow, but it's still pretty cold here. Oh, well, Canada, you know. Although by the time this comes out, it's March, so hell, it's probably going to be, you know, boiling. <laughs> I don't know, man. You, you've been the last couple of Adepticons. Remember, it always snowed. Oh, yeah. It's always <laughs> true. By end of March in Chicago, it's getting slightly spring. Same with here. We're about the same weather as Chicago. Yeah. I'm sure, Brian, you're right on the same uh, latitude as us anyways. So. Yeah. Yeah, pretty a little much. ways north. It's pretty chilly. Yeah, sadly, you're probably most north of all of us. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, well on that note. On that geography well, lesson. <laughs> on geography lesson. So, and knowing's half the battle. Uh, let's yeah. move on to the dropship. Dropship landing. All right, and uh, here we are at the dropship. This is a little segment where Rob is going to tell us what he's been working on. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, uh, well, I hope you guys have done something. <laughs> I haven't done much because I've been uh, busy with uh, both Pat and I got a ton of Babylon 5 old metal miniatures from uh, Agents of Gaming. We went all crazy. We found this site that has all the old... Uh, Miniatures from the what is it called to arms in Babylon Five Wars, so all the fleet fleet guys. So we've been doing that. So I've been printing up lots of flight bases and playing with that. I did uh, print up the Teco Toys mechs. They sell them on Gumtree, I think. And I printed one of them up at three hundred percent. So he's uh, he's probably about a foot tall. He's pretty cool. I had a hard time with this top piece. I might have to redo it. It wasn't printing right, but I think that was more my printer than anything else. But uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, I haven't been doing much. Oh, I have, I started painting my, uh, WizKids Transformers guys. I painted Optimus Prime and oh, I'm nice. halfway through painted, uh, painting, uh, Megatron. They're cool. They're, uh, I, I think they would scale with, probably with about maybe 20 millimeter miniatures. That might work. 28, they'd be a bit big. The 20, they're, they're a bit small for that, but 20 millimeter guys, they'd be yeah. fit in. 15 millimeter, they'd be probably a little bit big, but maybe somewhere in there. Anyways. They're cool. Uh, mostly I'm doing it for display anyway, so there's no game involved. So I, I just had them, and I was like, hey, I should paint these. So I started painting them. And they're that uh, somewhat pre-prime stuff that WizKids does. And it's... Oh, how, how, how's that? Uh, I think I should have washed them, maybe. They have something on them that the paint that didn't stick great to them. I would right. suggest just priming them. It's probably just best to prime them. Yeah, probably wash them anyways. Yeah, there's something on them for sure. But, uh, yeah, they're fun. 
they're that that's more rubbery kind of PVC kind of feel, but they hold details all right. I, I uh the only problem with these kind of uh, trying to scrape off mold lines and stuff always is the problem. Same with the bones. I don't know if you've ever had that problem with bones. Usually, like a mold line, you can scrape along it, but you can't do that. You have to actually cut into it, and you, you have to worry about cutting out details then. So, oh yeah. They're not too bad. I don't think there's that many mold lines on them, really. Like, I don't see many on them. So it's not horrible. Once again, they're for yeah. display, so it's fun. Uh, other than that, what have I done? I don't think I've done anything else. Looking around. Looking around my room, but no. I think I've been mostly working on that Babylon 5 stuff I've been doing. So, uh, we'll let you know. We're probably gonna play Called Arms, maybe? There is that new game, uh, Billion Suns coming out, but the more I hear about it, the less I am interested in it, but who's... Hmm. <laughs> Nice fleet game. Actually, our, our friend Jack Fike has a fleet game that he had made a long time ago, so we might try it with that. So we'll see what those rules are. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So that might be the end up being what it is. We'll use them for the, with his game. And uh, that's it for me. I don't think I've done anything else. How about you guys? How about Brian? Brian, what have you been up to? Uh, Not not as much on the, the kind of hobby painting side and stuff. Um, been a bit of a busier time uh, lately on the life side. Um, I, I painted up a plague force, uh, for dead zone. That was about it. Um, since, since, uh, my, my scenery's kind of, uh, waiting to, to come up with a couple more ideas for that. But, uh, but that was fun. Like in a way, uh, I guess they were kind of themed. Uh, so the plague are like mutants and zombies and stuff. And since I painted my, uh, GCPS, which is like a human, military force uh in the colors of the earth federation forces from gundam i have a couple zombies that are, are painted in that same style and then um as as well as the maison labs who are kind of the one of the the organizations that kind of help create some of these mutants i got a couple of those guys painted up as maison labs as well because i painted mine as the titans um so that's probably as strong a connection as I got to any kind of uh, hobbying that got done in the last month. How about you, Pat? Uh, I did uh, quite a few things, actually. Just, uh, we really doubled down on hobbying for a while there. Uh, surprisingly enough, when my computers were down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did paint some Armada fleet ships. That's neither here nor there. I only make mention of them because they are steam-powered s- Dwarf ships, so in a roundabout way, slightly mecha. Uh, but more importantly, I think I finally answered the challenge, uh, <laughs> and I got uh, my clan mech painted, the first of many, <laughs> uh, of clan vacation guys. That did turn out pretty great. It was a uh, – what did I print again? I think I printed a griffin. Was it a griffin? No, it was a gargoyle. Gargoyle? Yeah, because it was a clay – you had to find a clay and mech, right? Yeah, because I was going to do an atlas, but then I realized that that's not in the spirit of the challenge. I needed a clan mech, so I, I found a gargoyle uh, at his suggestion, and I printed it up, and I painted it. I didn't paint it all that great. I mean, uh, I really wanted to see if I get it done, and more importantly, I wanted to see if I can actually paint palm trees on a mech. <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which I did, and I was quite surprised how well those palm trees turned out. Yeah, uh, so uh, my next goal is to actually paint it up, kind of put more time into it like I would normally paint it if I really cared about clans. Well, you, you got to paint a whole star now, right? 
So you have to do all. Oh yeah, <laughs> I gotta do a whole star. I gotta get, get the clan vacation guy star. Uh, I will. I will do it because <laughs> our listeners asked for it. <laughs> and you and you had fun painting uh, little details on your uh, mechs. Uh, well, you know, surprisingly enough, the the palm trees weren't as hard as I thought they were going to be. But uh, uh, so I was ex- very excited how it turned out. And uh, what else did I do? I worked on my Lyran stupid Arctic guard because I'm dumb and decided white would be awesome. <laughs> uh, Lance um, uh, also worked a little bit on the the ships in between takes. Of uh, Battletech Armada, I would palate cleanse a little bit with uh, the called arm ships. Um, yeah, some Babylon we... Five guys. Did you paint any yet, or you just put them together? I painted the one. I think you were there when I was painting it. Oh yeah, you did this just a test one, yeah. Yeah, because I was using the the. Oh Christ! What is that paint I got? The transparent paint. Uh. I forget. Oh, for God's sake. I can't even remember off the top of my head. Uh, I got it off a of creature caster. It was... Ah, never mind. In the interest of time, let's move on. Uh, well, I used the transparent paint. Uh, I've talked about it many times, so I know it's on, on one of our podcasts. <laughs> uh, I think that's it as far as Mexico concerned. I think I printed up some aerospace. Oh, I, yeah, I printed up a bunch of aerospace. Uh fighters but the problem with that is that we don't know and me and rod looked around we couldn't find a scale to aerospace fighter to battle tech kind of a chart or something so i don't know how print the big these things uh, print the or sorry how big to print these ships at yeah because they go by tonnage and if they if you compare a tonnage of a plane versus tonnage of a tank say the plane's way bigger because it's going to be lighter and it's going to be wider. And so yeah. I would think that they're going to be quite large compared to mechs. Like you'd think even a small fighter would be quite large compared to a mech, but who knows in that's in like real life, who knows in game turns. Yeah. So I guess the next thing for me to do is actually go through the rule book and see if there's something in there. But uh, I thought I was hoping Sarna wouldn't have something or uh, just something on the interwebs other than TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're looking the wrong spot if you're looking at TikTok. Well, you know, I was looking at the Battletech TikToks. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. I mean, I think the main the main focus for the my uh, before our next record was to get Clan Vacation guys off the ground. Vision is uh, in place. Pilots have been found. Uh, clan logo is uh, just just relax. So <laughs> I think. We're the we're gonna be the, the more popular clan, I think, in the coming wars here, you know? We're not gonna we're not gonna sweat the big stuff. Navigation <laughs> guys. Go. <laughs> or not, or just stay around. <laughs> do whatever you want yeah, to do. You know, <laughs> whatever we're gonna do. Maybe maybe we'll attack, maybe we won't. Depends on the Sunday today. So uh I guess that's it for dropship then. Let's move on to Comstar. Message from Comstar. Comstar! Uh, <laughs> let's see. What do we talk about in the Comstar, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, people know by now, right? This is where we talk about movies and books and comics and RPGs and fire trucks. 
Fire trucks. Brian, what do you what do you got for us? What have you been doing? Well, um, I, I've slowly but surely been continuing uh, making my way through uh, Xenogears, uh, the PlayStation One title. Um, it's I, I'm like at chapter forty one or forty two or something like that out of sixty apparently. So um, I'm I'm over forty hours in. So I'm I must be about halfway there according to PlayStation One RPGs. Um, but, uh, it, it's, it, I won't lie. It cooled for me for a little bit, but I'm, I'm kind of getting back into it. Uh, and it cooled because I started, uh, finding like low poly, uh, like low polygon, um, 3d art that people have been posting like on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, and it, it got me thinking about front mission three, uh, which is another PlayStation title that uh from from back in the day that's a, a grid based mecha game i think i've talked about it on the show a couple of times um and uh it's a lot of fun to go back uh it, it's it's one that actually has a a, a branching storyline that starts off like one of the second big decisions you make it's like do you do you go and hang out with this guy or do you not and the the story just diverges completely like you get a different cast of characters to be your sidekicks and everything like that you're i think you take on a, a different you know you, you essentially join a different faction um in this kind of three faction war like shadow war going on um have, heavily uh it, it someone pointed out to me on online it's like that it uh, front mission is like heavily influenced by Pat labor. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that makes total sense now. <laughs> it's like, now I can see, especially <laughs> now that I've seen Pat labor. Um, but, but no, that one's, uh, it's been a fun game to, to get into. It's some really good chunky kind of mech combats. It's all turn based, um, and, yeah. and turn grid based. Uh, and then they'll have like little, uh, when you do like attacks and stuff like that, they'll cut away to these, uh, you know, PlayStation one 3d graphics with, uh, some just high, uh, high quality. Oh, I don't know if I say high quality, but a lot of detail worked into the, the texture to kind of make it come to life. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of, uh, it kind of rekindled my, my appreciation and my, my enjoyment of that kind of, uh, aesthetic like you see like in Mega Man Legends and stuff like that that old PlayStation 1 era kind of cell shading uh, mm-hmm. so not going to lie like I picked that one up I played a couple missions uh, I'll probably be alternating between the two um, I'm still also and this is why because I'm still also playing uh, Death Stranding uh, which is a, a Hideo Kojima game uh, I forget if I talked about that one on the other the show earlier because I've been I've been playing it for a little while now. Uh, that's the one with Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro and Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, mm. And good old Mads. Yeah, and he's I've only seen a little bit of him in the in the game so far, um, but he's he's fun, and uh, it's a super strange game. Not gonna lie, guys. Uh, it kind of qualifies as as a mecha uh, series because it, it's kind of a, a 
post-apocalyptic uh, future, you're you're basically a guy, a, a porter. So you're you're basically taking other people's mail and hauling it across the country, um, while avoiding like these ghost things, like straight out of Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it's got a it's it's a very rich world. Uh, kind of going on. There's a lot of thought and detail put into every little aspect, um, but a big a big part of it is like this whole 3D printing future kind of thing, where where a big part is like you're connect reconnecting these people uh, so they can get online and essentially be able to 3D print uh, supplies that they need, <laughs> and and then also like literally hauling things that can't be 3d printed uh across country like like medicine and stuff like that uh so it's a strange one i'm not gonna lie and and a good chunk of it is you literally walking around <laughs> lord of so, the Rings simulator what was that a lord of the Rings simulator just a bunch of guys walking well it, it kind of reminds me of um <laughs> if you remember the first uh <laughs> The first demonstration of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, there was a a section where they showed like Snake like mounting up on a horse, and then they had to fast forward because you just wander the Afghanistan desert for a while, <laughs> and I, I couldn't help but think I'm like, see what you're saying is there's long stretches of this game where you're just kind of wandering around doing nothing. <laughs> there is a bit of that. Um, but I, I I think one thing I've, I've kind of done to to make it a little bit better is I have focused mostly on the story missions. There's a, a like basically like another thing that happens in the game is that there's you can find discarded uh, like freight essentially. You're like hauling all this stuff on your back, <laughs> and you got like little robot legs and, and stuff to to make it a little easier carrying over like 200 kilos of of gear um as it were and uh but uh but you can find other people's like failed deliveries and you can try to deliver them and it's there's a whole bunch about the gig economy and doing things for likes (laughs) (laughs) um and some weird multiplayer stuff worked in there you don't actually like see any other players but players can leave things for others to find so it's a it's a strange one, and I didn't even mention the baby that you're hauling around on your body um, <laughs> and, until and now. So, <laughs> isn't there also you have to go pee and stuff in it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you That's can, what I've heard can, about it. <laughs> you, you I, I won't I won't explain the context, but you can make these bio grenades <laughs> that are are grenade number zero, which is basically you, I took a shower and like. The fluids uh, off of him uh, were used to make this thing, like his sweat and stuff. Uh, you can also get a grenade number one and a grenade number two, and I'll let you imagine how those are made. <laughs> and it's all Norman Reedus, you know. He's he's got a great sense of humor. You can really tell, like the Kojima team really loves what they do. Yeah, they had fun um, doing it. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm really excited to see, like, more of, of like, like, Guillermo del Toro 
has a character in the in the game as well as kind of being a someone that was directing it with him hmm. um so we'll we'll never unfortunately get to see the uh the silent hill game that was kind of hinted at uh between with the with these three guys at the head like uh Kojima, Guillermo and Norman uh that was that was kind of the the secret of that game PT a while back uh was that it was a secret silent hill trailer hmm. spoilers um you can't get that demo anymore <laughs> but anyway we'll never see that game but this game is is fun and it's really strange and uh it's a fun time so rob the the anything that you've been reading or or watching have a baby attached to him um hmm, that's an interesting question i don't think so no <laughs> yeah well not a baby but a child <laughs> i did watch uh last night actually i watched uh a show that's on netflix or movie that just came in it's a korean movie called space sweepers Ooh. and it's dubbed but it's uh it counts because there is a mech at the end but it's uh <laughs> it's about uh this korean crew in space and they they find a a child and they have to get it back to its parent maybe and is it a child and it's really really good and it's fun and i really enjoyed it and it's really well done i think it's a netflix movie that they they probably financed but it the special effects in it are pretty great and you get to at first you're like oh it's dubbed and it's a little you know but once you get into it, I think it's it's quite a good movie, and it's got it's kind of a stupid name. It's called Space Sweepers, but uh, it's pretty fun. <laughs> I liked it a lot, and uh, yeah, I suggest that. Um, I also been uh, catching up on Votoms. I finally finished the first series, and I've been watching the OAVs. And High Dive luckily has a watch order, which helps because there's I don't know probably ten OAVs series. Some are series, some are just one shots. So. Uh, I think I finished all the prequels and I'm on to the sequel now of Votoms, which is interesting. And, uh, yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, the Paleson Files, which I'll talk about more later, but it's, uh, it was probably the most coherent story. The, the original series is, it, like all Japanese series, especially from the 80s, it ended on such a strange note. Like, it was like pretty realistic, like, you know, like a real, robot kind of thing until the end. And then it got pretty psychic-y and crazy stuff started happening. And I'm like, really? Why would you throw this in? <laughs> it's kind of odd. But uh that's a lot of Japanese shows back then. They just had to throw some crazy twist at the end. But uh, I still like it a lot. Uh The Pales and Files was, I think, in the 2000s. I think that one came out. So it's it's going all over the place. Like, some are in the 80s, some are in the 90s, some are in the 2000s. But it's in the, I'm watching it in chronological order, in, or watch order, like chronological in the series, not chronological when it came out. So gotcha. th- this one, I think it was 2007 or something like that. So it, the graphics were a lot better and it, it kind of had that people hate this, but I, I don't mind the, the computer generated kind of fight scenes combined with not, uh, regular animation for they, this kind of, it did feel so jarring. Some of them feel real jarring between the two, like beast wars or something like that, where it's just so, <laughs> so computer generated. This was a lot more smooth between everything. And it makes me think of blue submarine number six. That was one of the the early entries of that. Yeah. Uh, 2D anime and then uh, CG submarine battles. I think even uh, did Shadow Chronicles from Robotech do that too, I think. And it, it didn't think, turn out well. I think it did. Yeah. I think it did. They were a little earlier than this. This, this, this they kind of, it worked quite well. I, I really, 
It, this, the fights in Paleson Files were so much better. Like, they were so dynamic and a lot more action with these scope dogs and stuff. So it was really good. If anybody, you're going to watch any of them. And it was actually a coherent story. It's a prequel, so you don't have to watch anything else. So if you're just going to watch one, it is, it is, uh, subbed because they all are. Votoms was never dubbed, which is, it's interesting for such a big series not to have made it to North America in a, any kind of way. It's kind of odd. It's true. I don't yeah. know why. It's it's it's. Well, there's a few of them. Like Doug Ram was the same. Like there's a few ones that for some reason just never made it to yeah. North America. I saw Doug Ram when I was a kid. Um, did you? <clears throat> yeah. See. Yeah. So maybe that it, one did, did make but, it yeah. past. It did make it past the. You know, it's it was on that on the the local maybe, channel in the seventies before cable. So maybe it was like a syndication thing. Well, it yeah. came over with that whole branch of stuff like uh, base spaceship or Yamato and yeah. Gotcha man and yeah, there's certain ones. But the Votoms, the same idea, same timeline, and it never came over, which is odd, which I find yeah. strange. Um, what else? Oh, we got the Pacific Rim, the Black, a full trailer, which it looks even more exciting. I'm so excited about it. I don't know when it takes take place in the timeline. I think it must take place after the movies, but it looks really good, and I'm excited for it. And uh, I'll have the link to the trailer in the show notes. If you guys watch the trailer, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I need to check it out. Yeah, it was quite Yeah, good. I need to watch it yet. I know it's got that kind of weird frame rate thing going on. Well, it's a, it's the Netflix thing. It's the same with the... um. seems like the same kind of animation as uh, the Transformers show. Very similar. I think it's one of those where it's just... Mm-hmm. You know, they do it... They, obviously, they're trying to do it cheaply enough that it looks good. I never have a problem with it, but... Yeah. Again, I don't know. Um, what else is happening? Oh, uh, Kids Logic might be getting the rights to Mospita for some miniatures. That'd be amazing. They're the ones doing the, uh, Macross slash Robotech miniatures right now. So to do Mospita, get some, get some two scale cyclones. That'd be really fun. Oh, that would be freaking awesome. <laughs> as long as they do it right. Do, uh, they have been so far. Everything's to scale in the Robotech line, like the Macross line. So yeah, you, like I haven't had none of the, I've seen nothing bad with those Kids Logics yet. No, the, other than the price and the shipping now, the shipping is crazy from Hong Kong. This COVID thing has screwed up shipping prices, that's for sure. It's it's getting ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about those. And they're also doing that game, so I wonder if this will be integrated into that. Uh, it's a Macross game, so I'm not sure if they're just similar rules or what. But um, Oh, also, Strange Machine Games is uh, making that Robotech reconstruction board game. I think we talked about that, but there's some more news about it. Uh, it's coming to Kickstarter early May, supposedly. Three to four players, two hours long. Heavily strategic, diplomatic, and it's about rebuilding after the Zentradi War. So, oh, all right, in- okay, interesting. Intrigued. Three to four players Intrigued, sucks, no? but yeah, it does suck because it's. I mean, that's harder to get. It's hard to get. To, it's hard yeah. to get three players now. Back in, now, especially to play some weird Robotech game. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's still interesting. I wonder if it's going to have the standees like it did, like the big, because the original Robotech game from Strange Machine Games has that giant cardboard, uh, SDF1. I wonder if they're going to have the destroyed version in cardboard. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, hopefully it has a little bit more of that kind of stuff. And they had those plastic standees for that one too. Once again, yeah. we have enough miniatures too. If we wanted to, we could replace everything with miniatures. Um, also, lastly, Redline just, I think once again, just a couple days ago, uh, came out with a video showing their prototype unboxing of their, of the new card game coming out. 
that we backed on Kickstarter, but uh, you can go. I have the show notes. It'll have the uh, link to the YouTube. Check out him unboxing. It looks really good. Looks real professional. And uh, he explains what all the components coming in it are and how they're going to change and how they're going to look. And he he's a big Magic the Gathering player. When you, we talked to him on the interview, of, I don't know what episode it was back in September or something like that. And uh, he's so it's he knows what quality card games are like, and I think he's really yeah. trying to get up to the Magic quality. So mm. we should reach out to him again and have him bounce and let's get do like a Kickstarter update. Yeah, for yeah, sure. that'd be cool. Especially when he gets the. Uh, we get start shipping. Maybe we'll, uh, and it comes to retail. Maybe we'll get them up. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I think that's all the, uh, stuff to catch up on for me. What about you, Pat? What have you been up to? Uh, well, you know, as it's well documented, uh, when there's <laughs> a lot of hobbying, there's not a lot of Comstar. Uh, so as far as that's concerned, I don't think I've watched a lot of stuff. Uh, but I have been still finishing up the the original Kerensky trilogy. I'm just now finishing up the first one. Uh, should be starting up the second one again uh, soon. Uh, but as long as we have it here, it might take a little bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't. I just you know, is my reading time when I would be normally hobbying, and is my hobbying time when I normally re- read? I don't know. I need to, uh, maybe that just tells me I need to retire. It's, yeah, how much, how many hours of the day do you have? Yeah, I just, I don't have enough time. And work gets in the way. Well, I'm, I'm semi retired now. I'm getting uh, a lot done. <laughs> yeah. Semi, semi retired, semi temporarily retired. That's what I am. Uh, I need to figure it out. I'm working more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I got any other thing, any other than just the, the lethal heritage finishing up. Uh, I don't think I watched any mech movies. No, I read the Ultraman comic books, but we talked about the last time, right? Yeah, I don't think the new ones. We haven't got new one this month, have we? No. I, they kind of so, ended that storyline in last one, so I think that's probably why there hasn't been a new one. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Lethal Heritage finished it up. I'm getting ready to start the second one. I have been reading the BattleTech books too. I'm up to the. Uh, I just finished Twilight of the Clans, that whole series. So I'm up, I'm up into almost to the, uh, I don't know, I don't know what's happening next, but yeah, past, well, past all the I characters read, I like. <laughs> I need to read more of the the clan books, anyways, seeing as that I'm leading clan vacation guys. So you got to get some background, yep. I got to get some background. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on to the Mech Bay and have a little chat. I'm Brian, and I'm Rick. From Dead Zone, the podcast. And you're listening to... Mobile Armor Radio. Now entering the Mech Bay Hangar. Alright, today's topic for the Mech Bay Hangar. So, with watching of the WandaVision and the Mandalorian and the subsequent firing of said people from shows, <laughs> I was thinking about this uh, one day driving home, is if we had a... A production company with the money of Disney or any of the other big studios. What would our what would my top three mech comics, manga, anime uh, be to put high budget, top well, paid stars? Uh, I'd like to I'd like to 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 put a caveat on there. You never said comics. You just said uh, anime or <laughs> cartoons because I'd have other ones if I was doing comics. All right, maybe I didn't say comics, so scratch that. <laughs> because now I'm thinking to. about it, 
I just I just threw it in the glump lump of things. So maybe that'll be a future uh, one. Anime, yeah, maybe comics should be a whole. It should be in a whole other story, anyways, because those the those game, things run deep. And video games, especially, too. yeah, video games and and like role playing games or those kind of things too. So, anyways, um, you never well, even so got this, to what's this, ta- this topic? Yeah, was. Anime, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this I was this was uh, my thought as driving is like, what would I do? Who would be in it? With, if I had the money of Disney Plus or Disney or whoever else is out there, Paramount, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and what would my top three movies would be and who would I pay them to be in them? So why don't we start with uh, your turn, Rob? Okay, my first movie. Uh, there already was a live action movie of this. I'll decide. I'd rather have TV shows probably. I'm thinking about it. Not even movies. I'd rather have like a long form TV <laughs> show of all these. But uh, yeah. my first but, one. All right, uh, we can even do the streaming format. I mean, this could be me streaming format. Well, you mentioned Disney Plus or any of those. Those are all the TV shows are the good things on those platforms. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, my first one's gonna be uh, Pat Labor because it is mm-hmm. great. Uh, it's got a nice combo of sure. mech combat and uh, comedy. So uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, I think I would go with the storyline from the first OAV. It's probably the funniest. Plus, it introduces all the characters. Uh, there's a lot, like the movies were put a lot more serious. I think the comedy end, I think, is get more people into it. It'd be the, the silliness of these characters. So, uh. Oh, yeah, I and mean, you gotta get, you gotta get the right actors, though. Yeah, well, it's all about the writing, I think, but. <laughs> uh, they gotta but, be. But who, who do you have to play the, these, these lead characters? Uh, well, I'll say, uh, Captain Goto, which is the leader of Section, uh, what is it called? It's not Section 1. Whatever it is, the the one Six, group. right? No, that's the – you're thinking of – um, you're thinking of Ghost and Shell. No, it's – it's they're one and two, but oh, I can't remember right. what their yeah, company I think one and two. They're, or? they're number two. No, number two is the good team. Number one is the bad team. I always thought that was weird too. But <laughs> uh, the leader of them anyways is uh, Goto. He's he's kind of a dry kind of guy, but he's quite funny. So I thought uh, I would choose Robert Downey Jr. for that one. He's a little older too, which would work. But he can play like sarcastic and – and I think that would work well for Goto because Goto's see, yeah. he's usually just smoking and like having to deal with these other young characters who are just being crazy. Um, so I thought that would be good for him. He also, I, I wasn't going to even mention this character, but I, I thought that this is pretty good casting for her is, uh, the leader of the other group is, uh, is, uh, Nagumo. And I thought, uh, for her, it's, she's a much more serious and I thought somebody who could play against about the same age as Robert Downey Jr. So I, I chose Kate Beckinsale because she's pretty. Plus, she's a good actress, and I think <laughs> I think it would work. <laughs> and I think yeah, she could be it. Yeah. She'd be the straight woman against Robert Downey Jr.'s being wacky. Uh, here's I think out of all the things, out of all the ones that I've chosen today, this is my number one casting because this girl looks like an anime <laughs> character. It's for Noah Izumi. It was pretty much the main character in the original series of Pat Labor. Mm-hmm. I went with Maisie Williams because she looks like an anime character. She's got the big eyes. And if you look at the Noah and you look at her, I, I think it's pretty dead on. Those are like pretty good, those two. And, uh, I had to choose, uh, I went for Asuma as the other character who's kind of her, her psychic kind of. And, uh, I had to try to find an, uh, a, a Japanese American actor. And it's harder than you think. There's tons of Korean actors. There's tons of Chinese actors. But Japanese-American actors are hard to come by. 
<laughs> but I, I did find somebody uh, who I liked in Pacific Rim Uprising. He's probably a little older now. When that came out, he was pretty young. But it's his name is uh, Mackinu. He's the uh, one of the pilots, the young cadets from that show. Oh, okay. And hmm. uh, I think he'd work well because he's he's kind of a wacky character in that too, and and assume is a bit of a bumbling kind of guy. So I think that might work. Uh, so yeah, there's tons of other characters like Goto and people like that. Like I think you could have some real fun. Uh, with these guys and I think it would be a great show because it would be funny but you also get uh, like industrial mechs versus cop mechs in, in random fights and maybe throw in some uh, intrigue with the military and coups and things like that so there that's my first one is Pat Labor nice who's, who's next nice who are you calling on I'll call on you Pat what do you got ugh <laughs> All right. Well, since I was thinking of this on my drive, I went. Of course, my first thing was to pick Gundam, the original OG Gundam. Yeah, I was hoping someone uh, picked Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, because we're seeing the live action robot now, so I was thinking, why not put it into a movie and, and everything else? Uh, I think the fight scenes would look awesome. Well, we saw uh, what it sort of looked like in Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think that we're due for Gundam live action. And I don't, you know, I hear there, there's talk about the UC and everything else, but uh, I want to see the original. That's me. Uh, but for me, then I got to thinking that who would be cast. So Amro, I went straight to Tom Holland because that guy could play a really <laughs> naive, whiny little kid if he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> And he's got that I mean, charisma just, too, and the yeah, and he does, and he pulls it off the whiny little kid, especially in that uh, second Spider-Man movie when he doesn't want to, any responsibility; he just wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Char, Char, I, I, I struggled with for a long time, and I, I finally came back to Stephen Amell. Oh, from, from, from Arrow. Arrow, Arrow, yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd have to blonde up his hair, but he he's got that kind of kind of hardcore charisma, cold face look. Uh, so uh, I couldn't think of anything else that could pull off a cold face but still be kind of smug. Uh, and, you know, Stephen Amell did seven years of that, or six years. He he, he was definitely that show. Yeah. Uh, Bright Noah, uh, Ed Norton came to mind because, you know, <laughs> Bright Noah was kind of, kind of an asshole for most of the show and – uh, Ed Norton is pretty much an asshole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, of course, my favorite character, Ron Baral, Clancy Brown, for sure. He, he would be a great Ron Baral. Yeah. Yes, sure Clancy Brown, Ron Baral. And then uh, I picked up my two favorite zombies, uh, Cassilia and Garma. Uh, Cassilia, <laughs> of course, I went straight to Katie Sackoff because, you know, <laughs> Cassilia could be, could be a Mandalorian if you put her in the right armor. <laughs> yeah, and Garma, you know Garma, good-looking kid, got set up by Shar. I think uh, Chris Evans could really play that good-looking kid who gets set up. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, I mean, because uh, the the Chris Evans I'm looking for is not the Captain America. Chris Evans. Yeah, not super Captain muscular. America. Yeah, no, the the Chris Evans from uh, what was that other movie he did? Uh, Snowpiercer the, or uh... no, no, it's the comic book. Oh, uh, the losers. Yeah, the losers, losers, or uh, even from Scott Pilgrim, Fant- Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not Fantastic. I'm, I'm thinking of 
of uh he, you didn't narrow down the comic book enough he's yeah. been a lot yeah but I, I didn't realize that as we started naming them all off like, oh shit he's been in quite a few comic books <laughs> but the loser is the one i'm thinking of. the the least the least known comic book the loser yeah yeah so yeah because he, he's uh, like a, a geeky yeah hacker in there isn't he tech guy yep. yeah and he's kind of he's he's fit but he's not buffed no, up he's like captain america yeah He's huge in Captain America. Like that's it's ridiculous, and yeah. he never was like that before that movie. So, yeah. So, uh, all right, that's for me. And then, how about you, uh, Brian? What did you get? Well, um, I, I I went down a list of, of anime that I've got, and uh, I think I'm going to start off with Code Geass. Um, now, now I'll also preface this by saying, uh, like I, I'm rather ignorant of uh young actors i'm realizing most of my list are are people that are supposed to be in high school (laughs) i know for one thing and a lot of them are actually supposed to be asian as another thing uh that said i do feel bad that due to ignorance i don't know many of either (laughs) no it's hard there are many many talents no it is hard Um, and if you were going to be casting this movie you'd probably be looking at 20s anyways yeah, and and like I said, I I would actually focus on getting some uh, more Asian characters. Code Geass takes place in Japan. It's very uh, specific about that. But uh, you know that that said, we're we're gonna just kind of have fun with this. And so uh, for Lelouch v Britannia, I picked out Thomas Brody Sangster. Now, the thing I actually remember him from is he was in an episode of. Doctor Who, <laughs> where um, it, it, it was uh, one of the better story arcs of David Tennant's run, where uh, he played a, a young boy uh, who was getting trained up in leading up to World War One, and so in a way the Doctor kind of saves him in the trenches because um, he basically goes from school to the trenches uh, in that show, and that's that's years ago now. Uh, he's been in other things. I think the Maze Runner was one of the, his more prominent roles. Um, so, just kind of a young, lanky British kid, uh, I think would would kind of fill that role of of Lelouch v. Britannia fairly well. Uh, I haven't seen him be as as boisterous and and melodramatic as Lelouch can be, but, so that would be kind of a, a an interesting acting challenge for him. Um, in in a, a similar vein, we have Suzaku who's uh, kind of the lawful good character in the show. And much like, like Pat had mentioned, uh, I think Tom Holland would uh, pull that off pretty well. (laughs) Um, And like to, to a kind of crazed extent where it's like rules are rules and we're both going to die here because rules are rules uh, kind of way. And so uh, to kind of compliment that, uh, I only did three characters for this show. Uh, Colin Stodfeld, who's uh, one of the other main pilots in the show uh, that, that Suzaku goes up against, I thought, how perfect would it be if he was fighting against Zendaya? <laughs> <laughs> so rather rather than uh, him and MJ getting together, they're, they're trading blows with giant mechas. Uh, so I thought that would be a, a fun little little cast for that show. And so... Um, I think I'll, I'll we'll kind of keep the rotation going and back to Rob. Sure. Uh, my second one, as I, I'm obsessed with right now, is Votoms. And 
like I said, I think for a for a TV show or even a movie, you have to stick with something that's easy to get into. And I would say Paleson Files is the way to go. It's kind of a prequel. It's all about Kiriko joining the military and how he he kind of gets into adventures. But he also you find out things about him. I don't want to ruin this if you want to watch Photoms, but <laughs> anyways, it's a good. It's it's got some military action plus some intrigue with some other characters. Uh, so for Kiriko, I'm going to choose someone. Kiriko is very, um, he's very bland. I wouldn't say bland, but brooding. He's always brooding and he doesn't, he doesn't have much, uh, way of emotions shown. So I thought I'd choose an actor that really, I felt like had that kind of feel. And it's, uh, Charlie Heaton from, he's Jonathan on Stranger Things. I think mm-hmm. he, yeah. he's got that feel to him and I think he would work for that. And, uh, as a, he, I, I think he also, he's, you know, he's, he's, he can play a mech pilot. Like, I think he, he, he would work well for that one anyways. I think that was, it would work. Uh, in the, uh, Paleson Files, uh, Kiriko's part of a, a, um, unit and the leader of that unit, they're all like misfits. And this guy is a, uh, he's kind of known for, uh, running away. Like when, when the, chips come down he just kind of blends into the background gets gets out of the action and that's how he survives like he's and he's he's got demoted because of that and now he's end up leading this little squad uh his name's burkoff and uh i think not just the looks but also the looks but uh uh daniel radcliffe he um he's a really mm. good actor actually like you think oh, of yeah. him as as uh harry potter but actually he's a really good actor and i think he could play that kind of uh he's a good guy but he's kind of a uh, Kind of, I wouldn't say slimy, but he's kind of, you know, he, he kind of gets out of the way of uh, <laughs> trouble, and I think he could end up playing that character once again. He gets to, <laughs> to pilot a mech, so that matters. And as for the bad guys, uh, the leader of like the intelligence unit, who's uh, who's kind of pulling the strings behind the the uh, the action. Would it's kind of more of there's no action in like he doesn't do, have any action scenes. It's him just pretty much being in the background. Is Wolcom. And I think, uh, I, I, I think Michael Fassbender could play that as a scheming kind of bad guy, but not overly bad. He's not like, he's not mustache twirling or anything. He's just, he's got his plans in motion and, uh, and I think he could play that. And he's kind of using, uh, this Paleson, who is a general who created, uh, this unit called the Red Shoulders that Kiriko was part of. And Paleson has, has like behind the scenes machinations going on. And I thought it would be uh, appropriate as like kind of a uh, stunt casting to uh, put Ian McKellen in that role so we could have both Magnetos in one movie and uh, playing <laughs> off each other. And he also, I think Ian McKellen could play someone who is, he's, he kind of, he, he acts like he's weak, but he's actually not weak. He's, he's very strong. So I think he could play a character really well. Once again, I don't want to ruin, I think people should watch the Paleson Files, so I don't want to ruin anything. So, <laughs> but uh yeah, I think that would be a good casting there. So there you go. That's Votoms for you. So, Pat, what do you got next? Well, again, I stuck uh, with the things I grew up with again. Uh, and Mazinger Z was another one that I remember growing up and watching and enjoying a whole lot, you know, especially when they brought the, the Gundam, not the Gundam, the Shogun Warrior toys over mm-hmm. in America. Uh, so as far as the cast characters, then I was thinking, well, the lead is Koji Kabuto, the pilot of Mazinger Z. 
Uh, I went with Brandon Routh. Mm-hmm. He actually almost yeah. kind of looks like the character. So, and he could he could do his his kind of his style. So, I thought he would uh, be a really good guy. Yeah. Once again, I think that. people people have seen him in uh, Superman and think, oh, that's he's not great, but he's actually a really good actor. Yeah, he, he, he is was in um he's in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, yep. As uh oh gosh um. Adam. Adam. The Adam. Adam, that's it, yeah. He's the Adam. Yeah. Uh, it, but then he was just recently in that uh, Nathan Fillion's new TV show, The Rookie. And uh, Oh, nice. Y- you can re- If you want to see someone who switches roles from being a good guy to being kind of a really jerk, mm-hmm. uh, uh, watch him in The Rookie where he plays like an old racist cop. Well, he's he also, was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say, Brian? <laughs> I was going to say Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he the really vegan. Can- He's a real jerk in that the vegan guy. The ex, the ex vegan, the ex boyfriend. Uh, yeah, so. League of Ex Boyfriends. The League of yeah. With uh, your other guy, Chris Evans. So uh, <laughs> Chris Evans, and yeah, I think there's a whole bunch of other people in there. Maybe this... Clancy Brown was one of those ex boyfriends too. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be disturbing. <laughs> uh, and then his uh, main protagonist and slash partner love interest, uh, Sayaka Kumi. Uh, I couldn't really find a really good enough gal who I thought would be kind of hard-faced and stern, uh, but I went with the, that Anne Hathaway. Okay. So, uh, not my strongest pick, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> you picked more for the looks? I think so, because at that point I was running out of other options, and I said, well, she looks like Anne Hathaway, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast her. And Hathaway, once again, is a good actress. It's just, you mm-hmm. don't get to see it that much. No. And then, of course, the main enemy of Mazinger Z, and he makes a re- resurgence in, in Mazinkaiser, <laughs> is uh, Dr. Hell. And Dr. Hell is this ridiculous looking guy in the cartoon, and none other, only one person that came to mind, well, there was two. The first one, uh, the second one was Jack Black, but I don't think it was my first pick, which was Will Ferrell. Yeah, especially after uh, Zoolander, it's uh, <laughs> I think he he played very similar. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, I thought Bill Ferrell would be awesome as Doctor Hell. And then there is uh, Boss, who in the in Mazinger Z is uh, Koji's kind of high school bully, but then later on throughout the seasons he becomes his friend and uh, ally, even like scouting ahead and looking for enemy other robots for him. Uh, as boss, and for that guy, I thought kind of you wanted kind of a bigger, kind of dumb-looking guy, but not stupid. <laughs> you know, he's got that kind of muscle-no-brain look, and I went with that Dominic Purcell. Once again, from Arrow. For, uh, yeah, once again, he was uh, the heat, the fire guy. What was his character's name again? Was he Heat? Heatwave. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heatwave. Yeah. Heatwave, and uh, he was also one of the brothers from Prison Break. Yep. And little known Dracula in Blade <laughs> Three. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I totally forgot Blade that Trinity. he was in that movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, that's that's my cast for Mazinger Z. Uh, he had a small role in the movie Equilibrium. Did he? <laughs> I think he's one of the guys that gets killed in the first uh, shootout. Wow. Oh, I think he was the next. Oh no, no, that was uh, what's his face. Uh, Aragorn, not Aragorn, uh, Boromir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sean Bean. Sean Bean was in it, yeah. yeah. And surprise, he surprise, he gets a, killed. 
<laughs> he was an old he was an old cleric. Uh but yeah. Uh so my cast for Dominic Z would probably be a a spring release, not a fall release. <laughs> <laughs> you turn uh, into Ryan, a you turn that into a romantic comedy. That's what you do. A, a rom-com. <laughs> a rom-com with giant robots. So so my next one here um is Escaflone. Mm-hmm. Uh so again, fantasy like high fantasy big robots that are all kind of steam and magic powered and uh i won't lie like i think some of these these the actors for this uh i kind of imagined them when they were a bit younger <laughs> than they are now um again i you guys lucked out where you you picked people that were all like old already <laughs> like <laughs> your characters um but i i thought this would be another kind of fun reunion uh, so I have uh, with the the titular character of Hitomi, or not titular, I guess the the main character of Hitomi, being played by Kristen Stewart, um, and uh, acting opposite her for the character of Vaughn as Robert Pattinson. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, this glitter, this glitter. If, if you haven't seen either of those two act separate of one another yeah obviously they were both in twilight together as the main couple but they're both incredibly talented um and so something where the the vehicle of it is kind of another uh fantastical kind of uh series i think they could really have some fun acting chops it's uh like the the character of of hitomi like she is the the main character um but she is able to contribute to the story. It's not just always like a, a damsel in distress kind of thing. Um, and then as, as a, another character out of the pack, um, I thought of Alan Shazar. And uh, so he he's the, the kind of Sephiroth looking dude uh, mm-hmm. with the long blonde hair. I thought James Marsters would be a really cool <laughs> Alan Shazar. Oh, nice. And that dude loves anime. So you know he would like... He, oh, he, he would, would, he would he soak would, it up. Yeah, he would love it. He would own that role. But uh but yeah, so so again kind of a lighter a lighter pick, honestly, but uh I thought it'd be a, a, a fun reunion of those characters and, and hopefully give them something that's a little bit more uh to sink their teeth into. Ha ha get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so back to Rob before I make more puns. Uh so for my last one. Uh, I went another classic, uh, uh, you can go two ways with this, and you probably wouldn't be able to release it in North America, thanks to Harmony Gold, but, uh, <laughs> it'd be Mospita, Genesis Clamor Mospita. Um, oh, Mospita. So, great cast, there's lots of characters, and, uh, I went with the, most of the main, I didn't even do any of the villains or anything, I went with all the, the, most of the heroes, not even all of them. Uh, so, for first I used, uh, for Stick, or Scott from Robotech, I uh, chose Josh Hutch- Hutcherson from uh, he's Peta in the Hunger Games, but I think he uh, he plays like a real wimp in that movie in the in the that series, and I think he he could play he looks the part and he also I think he could play a little bit of a stronger character as Stick, and uh, who is really he's just the a oldest stick son. he's What's the that? oldest son in the Home Improvement too, really, yeah I think he's the oldest son in the Home Improvement too. I didn't know that. Anyways, when he he's, was a kid. He's uh, he was good. Like in Hunger Games, he played, but he was really wimpy in that movie. 
<laughs> well, he does get tortured pretty much. So he gets brainwashed and tortured. So I can't blame him, but uh, I think he played. Yeah, he's a good actor. And I think he could do well as stick uh, for Ray and mostly for his hair. But uh, I chose Joe Keery from Steve from Stranger Things. And I think he could play a wacky character like Ray or Rand. And, uh, yeah, I think he'd do quite well. Uh, for, uh, Huket or Rook, uh, I, this, she doesn't really look the part, but I think she's such a good actress. I think she could do it and you just have to dye her hair blonde. Uh, which is Haley, uh, Steinfeld from Bumblebee and she's going to be Hawkeye in the new Hawkeye series. I think she could play it. She's such a good actress. I think she could play that character who's a bit. Is she going to be Hawkeye? Yeah, she's going to be Hawkeye to Hawkeye. Yeah, she's the new Hawkeye. Nice. Hawk, not Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, they're filming that she's right also now. In, she's also in one of, the, one of those acapella movies, the Pitch Perfect movies. You know what I'm learning about you today, Pat, is you've watched a lot of these, like, uh, <laughs> a lot of these teen uh, singing movies. I don't, I don't know why this is true, but. Because <laughs> my wife loves them. Oh, okay. That's excuse. I'm sure she would tell us a different story, but. Well, it's uh, not that I'm watching them. Is that they're on the TV when I walk by? Yeah, that's all right. Or when I'm sitting at the table eating. You can like them. You can like them all you want. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a singer at heart. It's true. Uh, lastly, for my very last character is Yellow Beaumont or Lancer. Obviously, the most famous uh, transvestite uh, character in any anime. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> and I chose uh, this person's on all of our list now. I chose Tom Holland because uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen his lip sync battle, which I'll put the link to, he I did. He it's crazy. Is amazing. It's a fantastic job. Yeah, it's like yeah, he could play Lancer easy. Like he's so good at like you believe him as a girl, you believe him as a guy. You like obviously you're used to him as Spider Man, but man, he could he could play a hot chick. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Is this the second time I've mentioned this limpsick battle on uh, this show? It might be. But uh, <laughs> uh, this is, uh, yeah, I think he'd be great for that. Tom Holland is, I think, our overall winner because he's been on our list. So <laughs> He got the hat trick. It's true. Yep. He's uh, he's our number one paid actor. Yes. He is an up, up-and-coming star. He's going to be the superstar. He's going to be the uh, Robert Downey Jr. of this generation, I think. Of our, uh, of our mech film. Yes. Pat, what's your next hey, one? Hey, just if any of you guys nope. get this idea and you start putting movies out, you know that this idea came from us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We'd like some uh, casting credits. <laughs> We're putting that out in the waves right now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Pat, what's your uh, last all one? All right, so for my last one, I went with uh, an, uh, another child, but I didn't use the childhood version. I went with Voltron. Uh, but I, in my head, I casted the Netflix version. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I did that, but I just felt like the the updated character. I think I like the updated characters better than I like the old. Oh, yeah, they're drawn out. They were more. less campy. Yeah, and they're they not were less campy. Yeah, the old ones were pretty much one note. These all had a bit of a character behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went with them. So, uh, and I didn't do any of the bad guys. I just went with the five main uh, paladins, as they're called now. Uh, so for Shiro. I went with a ex kid actor who's now older, who's actually uh, a, a better actor than I, I think people give him credit for. I'm not saying he's a thespian, but he's uh, he's and he's funny as hell. Yeah, is uh, with uh, Zach Efron. Yeah, 
you know, he's, uh, I think he'd make the good Shiro. He's kind of a, he's built so he could, uh, he could do that part of the scene where he's a gladiator fighting, uh, when he disappears and, uh, he's kind of got a pained look in his eyes sometimes every once in a while. So, uh, I think he'd be a good Shiro. Uh, Keith, uh, I went with, uh, Joe Dempsey and I had to actually look his name up, but he's Gedry from, Game of Thrones, Gedry oh, yeah. Rathian. Uh, you know, because Keith is the is the had serious pilot, you know, upset and he flunked out. Um and uh Ged Joe Dempsey, he's got that face, you know, when he had that face and that kind of attitude in Games of Thrones that I thought would transfer over to Keith very well. Uh and then Lance, you know, there's the goofball, the troublemaker. Uh I went with uh Ezra Miller, uh, as much as I, I wasn't a big fan of him, is the Flash in uh, Justice League. Uh, but that movie was bad in general, so I, I didn't hold it against him. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, cast was uh, yeah. not the problem with those movies. No. Well, the casting yeah. was the problem, I think. It's because the Flash is not supposed to be some Joker character like that. Like that, not that Flash. It's the wrong Flash. He's he's, he's playing. Yeah. Uh, He's playing well, uh, like Wally, Wally West. West, yeah, not uh, what's his name? Barry Allen. Barry Allen, yeah. Barry, Barry Allen's Allen. not a Joker. Wally West is the Joker. Yeah, they should have just made it Wally yeah. West. It's so stupid. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, uh, but I thought he would. I thought he would make an excellent Lance, you know, mm-hmm. uh, based on oh, his uh, on his on his uh, performance as the Flash. Uh, and then for Pidge, um, they never say she's a girl in the comic books or in the TV show, did they? I I was confused about that. Th- is she a girl or is she a boy? I, I think they left her gen- gender non-specific in general, and I don't think they ever mentioned it. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. No, uh, I think that but was it was hard point, for me yeah. to pick a. Yeah, and I think that was very hard for me uh, to pick a person. But uh, I went with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz uh, as the sidekick girl or whatever her name was in Kick Ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hit girl, hit girl, uh, yeah, hit girl, hit girl. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that Chloe Grace Moretz to be Pidge. Yeah, she's quite pretty now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and she's but, a bit older, and she's, and definitely. Uh, but I don't know if you if you hit girl was. Yeah, I, I don't know, but you only see her in makeup, right? I bet if you took the makeup off her in and changed her hairstyle, you probably could make her a lot more uh, asexual. You know, like probably true with anybody, yeah. but. It could You're work, right. or just non-binary. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I think she also fits the the kind of the character in itself pretty well too. So, uh, yeah. And then for Hunk uh, again, I need another kind of dopey looking guy, <laughs> but not stupid. <laughs> and I went with Seth Rogen. I mean, come on, come on! You can't tell me that Hunk in any version of Ultron is not the kind of a dopey looking guy. Yep. Yep. Like obviously so, he's too old now, uh, but uh, yeah, he could have. Uh, he definitely could play. Yeah, I mean a little bit younger Seth Rogen. I mean you could even yeah. dye his hair. He might, he'd still be goofy enough and dopey enough to pull off Hunk, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, once again, Jack Black but, might work there too. A I thought Jack about Black. Jack Black too, but I think he was a little. He's might be a little too short. Yeah, is Hunk taller? Yeah. Yeah, Jack yeah. Black. Yeah, yeah Hunk's tall. Yeah, Hunk's tall. Yeah. So uh, that's my version of Ultron. Definitely a summer release. <laughs> with that cast so mm-hmm. oh yeah that could that'd be a that'd be a hit so for for my last one uh i went with full metal panic 
just because it's on, on my brain and I've been planning to do a rewatch of it soon. But uh, this one, actually, I kind of I changed some stuff around as we were talking because I, I thought of some some better options. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the uh, lead, leading lady, uh, for Chidori, uh, I I picked uh, I picked uh, Haley Steadfeld as well yeah, from Bumblebee. Oh, so she, that, gets, she gets another one. <laughs> it's, it's her singing cred. She's like our second best actress. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think she just kind of uh, has that, that ability to kind of face up like what, what her, her role in, in, um, in Bumblebee, like where she was really kind of faced with absurdity, but was able to, to kind of tackle it was kind of fun. Um, opposite her as Sosuke Sagara, I've got Kit Harrington. Mm. Uh, so the character is, is very like super serious soldiery type. And I thought that, you know, that was one of the fun things everyone made fun of Jon Snow about because he was always super serious and everyone around him is just like, dude, you're being so Relax. serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, um, for Captain Tessa, I had Chloe Bennett. Uh, so she was, uh, a Daisy or yep. she had like three names, uh, Quake. Sky or Daisy from, yeah, Quake from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So she was oh, like yeah, one of the, the lead ladies. Yep. She's number one on the stock list for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Kurz, uh, Kurz Weber, who's kind of the, the fun playboy sharpshooter of the show, I've got Channing Tatum. <laughs> this is the one where I could expand because they were older characters. Uh, for, for Richard Mardukas, who, um, or, or I'll, I'll do him in a second. So for, for the villain, Gauron, uh, who's like a, a, a evil mercenary dude, I went with Thomas Jane mm. uh, from The Punisher. <laughs> no. I won't lie, when we were talking about Scott Pilgrim earlier and the ve- the vegan police is, is when he got added to the list. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> <laughs> And He's so... Funny, and then Richard Mardukas, so this is the submarine commander that's that's uh the the commander below uh Captain Tessa, John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you knew you had to get John Cena in there. I had to get John Cena in there. I'm like, you know what? He'd be he'd be good in that. He was really good in Bumblebee. Yeah, um, I, I thought so. A lot of people see, thought he was over the like, top. Yeah. I didn't like him. I thought he was too much. I didn't oh, like I, it. I, I thought he was perfect. He was just, he was like, this is so ridiculous, and yet I have to believe it because I'm in the military and I have to stop these robots, but he was just like I, hilarious. I can, I can see where you're coming from, Pat. He is one of the only people that goes, they're called Decepticons. Why <laughs> yeah, are we right. trusting them? <laughs> yeah, I love <Yeah>. that. <laughs> All right. That was the, one, the shining moment of that, him for that movie, I think, oh, is yeah. when he says that. I mean, it just—I don't know. I watched it on the plane too. Uh, yeah, you had to kind of treat Robert it as an too. '80s movie, where it's everything's know. over I the thought, top. I, I can I can live with that because I agree with that. But uh, just him, I just couldn't do it. I'm excited <laughs> about Peacemaker. That's all I know. <laughs> so so yeah, so that's my list, and and I think that's all of ours. All right, I think that was actually kind of that was fun and actually yeah. really insightful. I would like to do yeah. this again because yeah. it, it is fun. I, yeah, like, doing it. Well, we'll definitely games do, com- or, we'll do comics next time. Comics, games, <laughs> or um, video games. Yeah, there's tons of places we can go. Yeah, these are the kind of things I think about when I drive home by myself. 
So, so Pat has his topics picked out for the next three. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, you got to space them out. You can't do them all at once. True, true. No, no. So, all right. Well, let's move on to the X-Fill then. Let's X-Fill out of here. All right. Here we are at the X-Fill, and I think it's time for us to get out of here. Uh, good time with the in the mech bay, just chilling out, talking about some moves, ease, move ease. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, some moves and some ease, ease, uh, some moves and some ease. I think we've proven we're uh, excellent casting directors. Yes, that's right. I mean, if anyone needs casting director, I mean, especially if you're going to start a mech franchise, you got to call us. Yeah, yeah, definitely got to call us. Or our loving fans can donate to like our, a Patreon or something to make these uh, no, movies. To make these movies, we might let's start just let's just start a GoFundMe just to make a movie slash. <laughs> yeah. and it, and the budget would be like a hundred million, so you know you never get to it. But uh, you <laughs> know what? I'll I'll have to do it next time. No one picked Neon Genesis Evangelion. I, I thought you would for sure. I that thought, I thought for sure. That's why I didn't do it because I thought yeah. for sure you were going to grab that. I one. thought a hundred percent that was going to be. On that's your on list. me then. Well, I was afraid nobody's going to pick Gundam. Like I was like, <laughs> right. so I'm just going to pick Gundam, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, again, so I I tried to stay away from Robotech because I knew someone would pick Robotech or Mac. Yeah, we didn't Cross. even pick the original Robotech. Surprise, but I it must be no. Yeah, yeah, we definitely can right. come back to this. I, yes, we, we I can, think we can step away from the original Mus- Macross or Robotech. I mean, must be is better, anyways. No, but I mean, like for casting, though, we there's so many more we could do. Like, there's so much in the, okay. you know. So stay tuned for part two. But uh, yeah, we're in the middle of a heat wave, so everyone's going to be drowning. I hope everyone knows how to swim. Learn to swim. Yeah. So everyone have a good uh, St. Patrick's Day because this is March, right? Yep, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Have St. Patrick's Day. Drink safely. Uh, don't catch COVID. Go into the bars. Well, yes. for us, we've been locked down since last St. Patty's Day, so <laughs> it's, almost, it's coming on a year. So, Well, we're opening up a little bit, so I think that's going to be – if it's warm and we've opened up a little bit, that's just a ticket for chaos in Chicago. So, Yeah. <laughs> in the Midwest right. in general. <laughs> well – uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And we will see you next month. For Mobile Armor Radio, I've been Chopper. I've been Brian. And I'm Rob. We'll see you next time. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.